never in my life did I think I would spend the best part of £60 on one pair of socks. And then I'd go and buy two pairs of these socks. This one's radio episode 956 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to uh, remind you once again, just kind of put this out there, float the idea, if you will, that uh, if you find yourself in a situation where you're like, you know what, got some races coming up later this fall, or you know, if you listen to this like a year and a half from now, like I got some races coming up later this fall or late this spring or whatever the case, if you got races in your future, how about that? If there's races in your future from the time you're listening to this episode uh, and you want some help preparing for those... I, uh, not only do I know a guy, I am a guy, um, that, uh, does, that does that kind of thing for a living. So, uh, what are we talking about here? Obviously we're talking about coaching. I, I have some, some openings available, honestly, quite, quite, and this isn't like some, you know, marketing gimmick. Like I don't have a lot of openings right now, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, if you're interested in uh, working with me, if you're interested in maybe having me help you, uh, prepare, put the, put the work together so that you don't have to think about it. You don't have to second guess what you're doing. Should I go long today? Should I go short? Should I go hard? Should I go easy? What? I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. At least I'll give you a suggestion of what to do. Then it's up to you to go out there and do it. That's, that's in the simplest terms. That's kind of what my coaching is all about. Here's, here's a suggestion. You make the decision on what you want to do. If you think that might help you, there's different levels available. There may, at least as this episode comes out, there is a new level coming, like a, a, a high, high, high level, like a, a super platinum level. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. It's not going to be super platinum, but there's there's something fancy in the works. Um, but if you want in at the Coterie level, the one-to-one level, or whatever this new level is going to be, uh, all the information is over there at disruns.com slash coaching. I'll try to make it as easy as possible. Uh, and if you have any questions, of course, let me know. And, and as per as per usual, my, my typical, I don't know, disclaimer, my, my typical thing is, if you have questions, ask. I'm not going to try to sell you. Like I, I'm not. I'm not that kind of guy. Here's the information. Here's the answer to your question. You decide if it's the right thing for you. That's that's ultimately what I want. I want you to think to be comfortable with the thought that this is right for you, not just feel like I'm leaning on you to make it happen. So, if, if you if you're looking for a coach, if you're in the market for a coach, you think we might be a good fit. Let's talk. Check out the website disruns.com/coaching. And if you have any questions, just holler. Uh, but if not. Or if so, one way or the other, either way, let's go ahead and uh, dive in right now to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is a lady that is uh, a fellow entrepreneur, and uh, only recently did I find out that she's also a uh, fellow runner. Uh, once I once I heard that she was training for, I think, a marathon, although we'll, we'll get into that uh, again as we kind of get through here, but training for a marathon again. Um, in, in, in our little Facebook group, business entrepreneur group that we're part of, uh, the Dan Meredith's Band of, Band of Merry Misfits, so known as Espresso with Dan, um, I, I asked her a couple of questions and, and ultimately said, hey, let's, uh, let's have a little chat on the show if she's so inclined, and, and she's so inclined. So here we are. Uh, without any further ado, it's a pleasure to uh, welcome from the other side of the pond, uh, Miss Sarah Kedge to the show. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Sarah. I really appreciate it. You're really welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, looking looking forward to it. And uh, guys, if you enjoyed today's conversation, want to check out some of the stuff that Sarah has going on, uh, sarahkedge.com is the website. Uh, pretty easy to find as long as you can spell the name. S-A-R-A, no H on Sarah, S-A-R-A, Kedge, K-E-D-G-E.com. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, same handle, both places. And it's just also her name, which makes it simple. Everything's at Sarah Kedge. Unless, am I getting that wrong? No, you're getting it right. I also wanted to mention uh, my part of the entrepreneur thing. I have an online community called How to Entrepreneuro. It's H-O-W to the letter Entrepreneuro. All right. We will make sure that's linked as well. If you want to check out Sarah's Facebook group at How to Entrepreneuro on 
Facebook. Uh, and as as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes uh, to try to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, that way, you can just click links instead of trying to remember. Is it the number two? Is it is it to? Like what 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 do we got going on here? Uh, Dizruns.com slash nine five six is the link back to the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash nine five six. So Sarah, the way we always uh, start off every episode of the show uh, is a, it's a I think a simple question. It, I know it's a simple question. Sometimes it's a simple one to answer. Sometimes it's a little more complicated. Uh, but it, in any event, it just gives us a place to start the chat and then branch out from there. It's just to uh, simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? I love a half marathon. It's, uh, and, and it took a little while before I realized that it was my, my favorite distance. But it's it's one of those distances where it's long enough to actually get into the run. You get I get myself into a bit of a flow. Um, but it's not like a marathon where, or, or beyond half marathon where it gets to sort of, it goes beyond running pleasure and starts to go into physical and mental endurance. <laughs> so for me, half marathon is my distance. Absolutely love it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, half marathon is the distance you love yet. Like I said in the intro, and I think I got it right. And you kind of nodded cause we're, we're doing the video here while we're also recording, um, <laughs> that you're training for a marathon. So what, yeah. what, why, and I know you've done one before, or at least one, yeah. one or multiples before, and even dipped your toes in ultra waters before. We'll get into all that probably as we go, but, um, you know, you, you found a good groove in the, in the half marathon, but deciding to, uh, embark on another marathon training cycle. What, uh, what's the reasoning behind that? Well, so my, my wish was always to run a marathon before I was 40. Uh, and uh, so that was the first time I ran a marathon. Um, I think I was 39 when I, when I ran the Milton Keynes marathon and it was at that point, I was like, I am never going to run another marathon again. It hurt. It was painful. It ate my life with the training. Um, and then for days after. And then I, I don't know about you, but it, it's kind of when you when I started running, I couldn't run 100 yards. And that's why I started running, because I couldn't run to the bus stop. Mm. And I was like, I'm, I'm 20 years old uh, and, and I can't run 100 yards. This is not OK. So that kind of started my journey. But then and it just you just kind of nibble. And when you get to three miles, when you do your 5Ks, it's like, oh, I wonder if I can do a 10. And then you're like, I wonder if I can do half. And then I wonder if I could do a marathon. And then it's like, OK, so I've done a marathon. I've never been a speed person. I, my aim is always around without dying. That's the only aim with any race, around without dying. And then after I did the marathon, and, and I kind of forgot the pain. And I just thought, actually somebody suggested to me how about doing an ultra and i'm like okay <laughs> let's see if we can do that um so i so i kind of did that and and i found after the marathons and the ultras the ultra that i did i my, my love of running kind of fell away um and that and then i spoke to a friend of mine because i've been applying to get into the london for years mm. years and years and years i've just not got in <clears throat> and my friend got into london last year um, and he, he said to me, Hey, I've got into London. I need a training partner. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are you insinuating that I should be your training partner? Like, is that where no, this no, conversation no, no, no. is going? No, 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 no. So my friend, Nigel, my friend, Nigel, I, he's my running buddy. He's, I, I love him to pieces. He's my, he's my running husband. Um, and so he's, he's doing the London. He's like, I need a training partner. So um, London's happening in October this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a look round and there is the Loch Ness, uh, marathon happening the week after the London. And if I'm going to do a marathon, oh my goodness, running round Loch Ness is going to be incredible. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm training a week behind Nigel and hopefully fingers crossed, I'm going to, going to run around Loch Ness. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, uh, I feel like, um, talking to hundreds of runners over the years, but a lot, you know, some of the, some of the similar stories that come out, you know, that, that first marathon, um, there's a few people that really just excelled. They were trained well, like they knew what they were getting themselves into. And it was, it was great from start to finish. Mm-mm. There's myself and sounds like you're very much in that camp as well, Sarah, where it's like that first marathon was just like, this was ridiculous. I'll never do that again. Um, and yet, as, as many runners have learned over the years, I mean, just humans in general, never say never because, uh, eventually you get sucked back into it. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, and then theoretically the second ones, maybe, you know, a few things. So hopefully makes the second one a little bit better. 
You'd say that, but when I when I started training for because when you when you go to ultra distances, you generally run marathons as part of the training program. Which <laughs> right. is, yeah. So I've I've only traced one marathon, but I've run many marathon distances, which like the multiple. And I think the thing I learned from the thing I did well in the first marathon is I got my nutrition right um, in the sort of run up to to racing. So I didn't bonk. Mm. I didn't sort of I didn't get to that 16 miles and then sort of just completely ha- mm-hmm. hit the wall. So I did that really well. What I didn't do is I didn't spend enough time doing the long runs on my feet and I didn't plan my race. I was just like, ah, it's 25 miles. It's just a run. I'm just going to start and I'm just going to keep running. And then when I finish, I'm going to stop. Um, and because I didn't think about that when I didn't plan, I think I got to about I think it was about 12, 13 miles in, and I got this surge of energy, uh, which normally at half marathon distance is great because it's like I've got I've got the last little bit to get me over the line. But when it was a marathon, I sort of oversurged too early, and then I sort of struggled in the last bit. So mm-hmm. you know, it was partly my own fault. Yeah, well, and that's and that's the I, I feel like sometimes the learning the learning process of of running longer distances again, whatever whatever it is, and, and obviously it's always relative. I mean, for some. For plenty of folks, the half marathon is still kind of that that unicorn long distance of trying to figure it out, and, and you don't get there very often. And uh, and then obviously, I mean, again, it's sliding scale. It could be a ten k. It could be it could be whatever the distance is. If it's if it's a long distance to you, it counts. But the the, the difficulty is is that you only, at least in my experience, you you only really start getting comfortable at a certain distance by kind of like exposure therapy, right? Like you just got to do it enough yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. To where, yeah. you know, you get to, to half marathon and you're like, ah, you know, like I know how to pace myself. I know when to push. I know when to pull back, you know, and then yeah. if you do enough marathons, eventually you get to where, oh, you know, 26 miles. Like I kind of know what it's like. I know there's going to be that dip somewhere around 18 to 22, somewhere in there. It's going to be a little bit rough. I'm going to catch that second wind. Um, but but you, you just kind of have to do it in order to figure it all out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, absolutely. And I think I found that, certainly found that with the first half marathon. But then it's one of those things. You think when I started running, I didn't, I'd never thought I'd be able to run three miles. And then when I hit um, hit the 10K, I was like, I'm never going to be able to run a half marathon. And then, so I've been running with Nigel for the best part of 15 years. So it was when we both got to half marathon stage and we're standing at race lines looking, looking at these people thinking, we're actually runners now. Because <laughs> up until that point, we were just hobbyists. You know, it's like we're, we're not actually runners. We're just mucking about with this. But at the point where we're standing at race lines at half marathons going, oh, actually, we're, we're actually runners now. We, we, we kind of know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Although I still know nothing completely, obviously. Because, but, it, but isn't that a sign of, of learning? Is like the more you learn, the more you realize how much you still have to learn that, that whole situation? <sighs> Oh goodness me, yes. So I've I've made a mistake this time with my training. So I changed my shoe brand, um, and I am now uh, I've started to get the twinges of Achilles mm-hmm. problems. So I thought I was being really clever, changed my shoes. Really not 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 a clever idea. So I've learned this. I have learned this. I, so I'm taking a couple of weeks off from my training, which is annoying because I was just getting into, you know, when you get into the start of the mm-hmm. flow of the training, it's like, I'm just getting into my flow. I'm getting my speed. I'm getting my thing down. Oh, I'm going to have to stop. And I think that's one of the thing, other things I've really learned is to sort of really listen to my body and know that actually it's something's hurting a little bit now. If I take two weeks off, that'll be fine because if I keep pushing it, I'm really going to hurt myself and then I'm going to be out for right. a lot longer. Right. And, and, you know, with, with where we are, you know, recording this, I guess, mid, mid June, uh, Mm -hmm. with, with a race, you know, planned for, for mid late October, like if you're going to take a couple weeks off, now's the time to do it. Right. Like on the time frame, you push through, like you keep forcing it and then you get to whatever mid August, early September and the Achilles or whatever is just barking at you. And now you're taking a month off. Well, then that really mucks up the whole plan for the, the fall versus now it's not ideal, but you make it work. Absolutely, and I learned that because I, I, I think when I went from five to ten k distance, I, I, my IT band again, runners, we, we, we're absolutely rubbish at paying attention to stretching and <laughs> very true. warm up, yes, cool down. Um, but when I sort of damaged my IT band, and I just kept on running on it and running on it and running on it, and then I was out for the best part of six months, going through sort of physiotherapy and 
all manner of different mm-hmm. things. It was just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm still thinking that I was sort of, my brain's going. Actually, there's the war wounds that I've had from running. It's sort of, it's it's a low damage, low injury sport, but right, right. Which is was one of those again, one of those things you kind of learn as you go. Where you you know, again, you know, the number of stories I've I've heard and and probably told as well where it's like oh you know i'll get into running because it's inexpensive it doesn't you can do it anywhere no big deal doesn't cost anything and then you start to think of how much you spend on shoes and race fees and clothes and all the things socks yeah (laughs) never in my life did i think i would spend the best part of 60 pounds on one pair of socks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i go and buy two pairs of these socks right right oh yeah yeah, I I haven't quite graduated to to that level of of my sock game yet, but I've certainly you know never would I thought I'd spend twenty or twenty five dollars on a pair of socks, and yeah, oh yeah, like that's that's just kind of like, well, yeah, they're gonna need some new socks, so here we go. So this is uh, these are um, I, I don't want a brand name, but these these uh, socks that are recommended for ultras, mm. and and I don't know whether it is my cycle psycho- and this is what the the running companies sort of you need oh, yeah. this particular spare, pair of socks because they are amazing for ultras and da 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 and you just it's that psychological support uh net that 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 you need it's like running with water or gel i stopped running with gels um a few years ago because i just although psychologically when i started using them it's like i need to have this Mm -hmm. to get through my 10k i need to have a gel at my you know k5 just to give me i realized what they did was pick me up and then drop me down but they, <clears throat> so it was just a real support game for mm-hmm. me. But I've got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, am, am very much. I don't want to say anti-gel, but like I do probably ninety-five percent, ninety-nine percent of my training runs with just nothing but water. Like it's all you know, just something, something to sip on, uh, especially in the in the hotter months over here. But like you know, don't I don't use it, don't need it, and then on on race day. Not, not that I'm a gel, like everybody that listens to the show knows. I, like for me, it's a texture thing. Like I just can't get it down. Like I, like I gag and choke, and it's not, it's not worth the hassle. But then on race day, like if I do with some sports drink or some type of jelly bean or some type of gummy or some something that that adds a little bit of fuel to the fire, um, it's it's a, an extra boost instead of a crutch that I have to rely on. Which again, maybe it's three quarters mental and just a little bit physical. Maybe it's all mental. Maybe. Whatever you you have your different thoughts and different arguments, but it's nice to not use it all every day to just have the confidence that if if on race day you don't have it, like it's going to be okay. Yeah. I I use um I got into the habit of eating. So so when I'm doing sort of like the when I'm doing marathon or sort of sort of beyond fifteen miles, I have a flapjack in my back pocket. Mm. So I so I eat. So I just got. I taught my body how to eat because mm-hmm. for, it's not the texture; it's the taste of gels. Mm-hmm. And then the the are they. So if I run, if I if I take a gel in and my stomach's not got food in it, my oh. my my body just does mm-hmm. not like it at all. Mm-hmm. My my stomach is not a happy girl. So I just yeah. So I just keep a flapjack. Well, there's there's an ultra runner for you if you ever heard one of just just nibbling on on actual food during the run no big deal like that's at least at least here in the in the states that's that's the ultra running 101 is figuring out how to eat actual proper food during a race yeah but you just yeah you just get you just get used to it after a while it's just Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's also a jolly sight cheaper than gels i mean goodness me oh yeah yeah price of those things and that go ahead the the, the price and, and the stuff that's in them. Have you looked at the ingredients mm-hmm. on the back of those packets? And I'm just thinking, mm, yeah. You, you don't know what any of that stuff means. It's just it's just stuff, but made made up stuff. Made up stuff. Yes, I would rather have a honey made flapjack in my body. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, kind of shifting back in in time a little bit, Sarah. Kind of the we, we've got a little glimpse of the uh, the the origin story of getting getting into running. Uh, mm-hmm. But love to dive into that a little bit more because that's that's certainly an area where lots of of you know typically at least lots of interesting little bits come from. But uh, thinking about being able to run you know a hundred yards to to catch the bus or or whatever you know whatever that light bulb was of like I need to do something to to mm. get going. Um, what for me thinking back to my early days, running was never fun until it, it was, um, and I'm not entirely sure always why I stuck with it. Um, but, but whatever that, that, that's my story, but, but for you getting into running 
to just try to improve fitness enough to catch the bus. When, when did it click to be something that was like, actually, I do kind of enjoy this enough to aim for a 5k or aim for a 10k or, or kind of, you know, wherever we were on the progression at that time. So I, I started off with a 5k. So I realized I couldn't run for the bus. And I always, I, I, I was, if I don't have something to aim for, I'll, I'll lose focus mm-hmm. and I, I just, my brain will just not. So I had a 5k. So over here we have um charity called cancer research and they did the race for life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a 5k race. And I just thought, right, if I can get myself from not being able to run a hundred yards to doing that, at least I've got something to aim for. And, and that was that. And then my, my, I'm, I'm, I'm quite competitive, <laughs> not necessarily with other people, but I'm quite competitive with myself. And the question always is, I wonder if I could do that. Mm-hmm. So it's, so by the time I got to running a 5k, I wonder if I could do that a 10k. I wonder if I could do that. And then you just, and then it just kind of carried on with that. So it was kind of like a competition with myself. And then, but somewhere between the 5k and the 10k i got my first flow states going on where it goes from being hard work to being i can run mm-hmm. and that was the thing that got me addicted to running it wasn't it, so it started off being a fitness thing and then it got into a flow state thing because it's almost a meditation for me i can i have an incredibly busy brain i it doesn't switch off very readily but when i'm running what my brain's doing is concentrate on one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm listening to the birds. Sometimes I'm looking at the trees, but it's one foot in front of the other. And my brain just switches off and it's in that flow state. I can actually relax. My brain can take a bit of a breather. Um, and that's the point at which it went actually running's my jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, a lot of folks can, can relate to that. Certainly I can too, where it's just, you know, sometimes you just need, whether it's time with yourself, whether it's time with, you know, in your case, maybe with Nigel or other training partners, whatever, like sometimes it gets there with them. Sometimes you just get lost in the conversation, but, but at, at a certain extent, I think at least again, for me, that can quiet the brain in a different way. Cause you're just in the yeah. moment, you're just talking, you're carrying on whatever, no big deal, but you're not thinking about the work stuff or the family stuff or the bills to be paid or, or whatever other things that, that are always going on kind of an, on the brain in the back, back burner, like that running is just a time to just unplug, refresh, and then you can kind of get back uh, when you get home to whatever else needs to be taken care of no, i train on my own so mm. so i only ever raced with nigel and I, I don't run on with generally i don't run with other people because it, this is this is my me time this mm. is my time for for shutting down not doing anything i mean there have been times where i've had friends who run with me um but no like you say it's that's that's the me time it's the shutdown mm. time it's the quiet time and like you say my brain just gets to the point of refreshing that when i get back I can actually participate and pay attention to stuff again. Right. Right. Um, you know, kind of mentioning in, in the beginning that, that we first kind of con- contacted and got together through, through the business side of things, not, not knowing you were a runner. And, and, uh, it, like I said, when, when I kind of reached out, like, um, it's always fun to find out who the people in our group are that are runners. Cause there's, there's few and far between, but there are a few in there, which is, which is nice to, to find every mm-hmm. once in a while. Um, but I know that, that, that again, for, for myself, and I've, I've heard this from other people, whether it's business or otherwise, but just working out life's problems while you're on the run. Um, mm. how, how often does that kind of bleed into it for you where, you know, there's something you're struggling with, with your business or with something that's going on, on on that side of your life where you get out on the run and, and all of a sudden you get some clarity or you get a, a different perspective? Like, is that is that a regular thing for you as well? Oh, so many times and so often. And like I said, my brain works at a thousand miles an hour. And there are some times where, you, where I think about business problems or, for example, at the moment, I'm, I'm just about to, I'm in a transition phase. So I'm just about to develop some new products. Mm. Um, and, and my brain just gives me a hundred different ideas. And I just need something that's not sitting in front of a computer or cleaning my house or doing the gardening where I can just allow my brain to process those ideas mm-hmm. and thoughts. And then you come off the run, you know, or even halfway through the run, you go, of course, this is the solution. This is what I need to do next. This is how this problem is going to get solved. And then you can relax and enjoy the rest of your run because you're not pondering on things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so much has been designed and developed and thought about while running. And I just love it for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tend to listen to, to podcasts when I'm running, but probably 
60, 70% of them are, are some type of businessy, entrepreneurial type, some type of something. So it's kind of a, a combination of education and entertainment while I'm running. Uh, but I couldn't tell you how many times that, you know, I've been eight minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes into a run and into a podcast episode and something gets said that I lose the last 30, 40 minutes of the podcast because they, you know, there's some idea, some, some options, something to think about. And like, I just go right to the stuff that I'm doing and, and how it can, how I could use that in, in my world and, and hopefully, you know, see a benefit from it. And then it's like, I don't even know what they talked about the rest of the way, because it's just so focused on what's going on right then in the moment. Yeah. And I think this, uh, I, so I go through phases sometimes at the moment I'm in a, uh, in a bit of a music phase. Um, uh, so I'll have a music phase of listening to music, depending on my mood it'll depend i have different running uh playlists on spot on spotify mm-hmm. other times i have to listen to podcasts because i need the engagement of other people's voices mm-hmm. but other times when i just need to sort of maybe have had a really tough day i just need to completely decompress it, it's listening to nothing mm-hmm. just listening to me deep breathing mm-hmm. panting at some points <laughs> my feet going through what's going on around me and just yeah just that separation from from life really oh yeah yeah i've, I've certainly been there like I, i'll say that i listen to podcasts most of the time and i do but yeah there's certainly times when um you know when, when the episode is over or when you when i'm just over it and you just hit that button turn it off and just and just have some quiet for 10 or 15 minutes because you know sometimes and and um for me right now in the summer with my wife is a school teacher my daughter's and you know just finished first grade so they're both home all all day in the summer versus the rest of the school year, I got the house to myself, so I have all the quiet I could possibly uh, you know possibly ever want. And so now it's sometimes those runs. It's like, all right, well, let's get ten minutes left. I don't need to cue something else up. Let's just enjoy a little bit of quiet because the, there's not going to be any quiet the rest of the day once we get home. I think so because some of my uh, most of my early runs were um, adventure races. Mm. Um, so the really early. Um, days of no, it was pre Spartan and pre Hell Runner, all those guys pre those. So it was running through mud and trails. It was sort of like real heavy duty trail running, and you can't take anything no. techy with you mm-hmm. on doing that. So when you, so it was just I got used to running without things, and it was mm-hmm. when I started running other types of races that I then started to listen to stuff right. and any kind of regularity. But yeah. Also, podcasts sometimes they don't fit in with the distance of the run. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I I do my my trick is or my my trick. I don't know if it's my trick, but like I listen to to podcasts typically on two x speed, unless the person talks really fast. Because otherwise, it's just like I don't know. Maybe it's my brain's going fast or or whatever it is. But like I I have to listen to it on two x speed most of the time. Um, so I like have certain podcasts that coincide with certain days of the week for my runs. So like, you know, this episode comes out on, on Sunday nights and it's always about two hours long. So it's perfect for my hour long Monday morning run. And then this one's a Tuesday, Thursday, but they're both only an hour. So I listen to it on Friday because I can just listen to the two episodes back to back for the, the so it's like, like it's, it's ridiculous how I have like my routine of not only my running routine, but also my which podcasts get listened to at which run at which time uh, situation based based solely well not solely but based predominantly on are they long enough to get me through without having to fuddle with my phone and change an episode you know and, and that whole type of situation halfway through. Oh gosh, yes. I also I also because I well before I moved to where I am now I did uh, most of my runs were on on the road, mm. so there was also there's also that kind of safety. Um, Aspect. I just, what, I, I see. I, so it's been a long time since I've been in America, but but over here, road running is fine. You can just generally run along roads. I don't. Do Do you guys run streets or do you go off trail? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a little bit of both. It, it certainly depends on on where you are and what kind of traffic situation you have. Like like the neighborhood that that where we live, um, I can get a good six miles in. And it's all quiet, like, you know, speed limit is low. It's all pedestrian, you know, it's all houses, it's suburbia, you know, so it's, it's, people aren't, aren't driving by there's sidewalks if you, if you want to get up on them, but there's usually people walking on the sidewalks. I'm usually in the, in the road, but it's also at, you know, six o'clock in the morning. So it's not too busy. Um, but, but when I venture out of the neighborhood, which happens on my longer runs, usually, um, predominantly I'll still run on the road, but there's certain roads where, yeah, like, no, like either you plan your route accordingly so that you don't go 
anywhere near that road or you're there early in the morning so that it's traffic's not too busy yet or you know where can we have a sidewalk to diverge or whatever so it's it's a little mix um but yeah there's there's some places where road running like running on the actual roads is is really no big deal and then there's some places where it's definitely not a good idea and then of course it depends on the individual's willingness to take that risk or or you know comfort comfort with the fact that cars are going by and like you know you might have to just dive off into the ditch every once in a while if 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 you know push comes to shove and don't want to make light of that but like cars are undefeated when it comes to cars versus pedestrians so oh completely um then my so when i run in in rural areas uh, so i i like running in the dark that's one Mm. of my favorite times and i in night time particularly in winter i like running in the dark and when i go out into woods or into rural areas my mum's like what happens if you get attacked and i'm like mum if if there's somebody sitting in the woods (laughs) mid-december at eight o'clock at night waiting for me to come along they're probably not going to be any kind of fit state to attack me and i'm probably going to be able to outrun them Mm -hmm. because they're going to be cold they're going to be wet they're going to be very miserable and there i am running past right Mm. yeah well and that's and that's the thing here too where you know it's like it's a whole other can of worms sometimes of you know comfortable running by yourself not whatever um, and I, I, to me, and it's the same thing with road running. It's the same thing with, with wherever, with whatever. It's like, if you're comfortable with it, cool. It's not my place to tell you what you can and can't do or should or shouldn't do. Uh, you know, if, if you only want to run with, with other people, awesome. You know, nothing but, wrong with that. Though a couple of weeks ago, so I run in a, um, I've, I've got a wood forest nearby me and a couple of weeks ago, it was one of these hot days and I, 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 I'm typical Brit. I don't like the heat. So I had to wait until about half past eight, nine o'clock at night before I was running. And I was sort of quite, quite happy as music day. So I was quite happily running along sort of music on. And then I came across a couple. Uh Oh, Uh Oh, (laughs) and I hadn't noticed them until it was a bit too late. And I was just like, okay, don't worry. I'm perfect. I'm averting my eyes. I didn't see anything. (laughs) They thought they had the, the trail to themselves and little did they know. Oh, well, well, absolutely, because nobody was out. Because who else was going to be out at mm-hmm. nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. <laughs> except for them, but unfortunately? Them. Yeah. Oh. Well, there's there's one of those things that uh, – see, now, now, see, I don't know if you, you know this, Sarah. You, you, may, you may not, but, like, I kind of have a thing going where every run – I try to find something interesting to take a picture of. And then I post it on Instagram with the, you know, the scene on my run hashtag. Um, that one might get me banned off of Instagram if I tried to post that, but boy, that's, that's a story. That's a, that's a thing that, that you don't see on your run very often that sticks with you. I'm sure. Oh, oh, I mean, no, no, it's not. I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> to be honest, that's the first for me that I, I came, you know, came, I came across two people, um, spending time together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's always one of those, I don't know, it's, it's a question that I get asked semi-regularly is like, I mean, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen on the run? And I always, like, I've, I've seen a bunch of things, but like nothing that I really class as, as crazy. That one, you know, that I wouldn't have to think too hard if I, if I came across two people spending time together, as you were, um, that one would be a, an easy one to just rely on. Oh yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen some crazy, I, top this, top this, and not many people are going to be able to do it. Yeah, or do you know, so when you watch, you know these murder mystery programs or the, the the thing. It's always a dog walker or a runner that finds the body, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's true. That's true. I've never thank thanking thanking the universe. I haven't, you know, all the bodies that I've come across have been still alive uh, and well, alive and well. <laughs> 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 but that's the other thing. Whenever you see sort of, you know, you watch the news or watching these TV programs, um, you know, the body was found, you know, early one morning by a runner. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> just mm-hmm. a matter of time. Uh, another reason yeah. that I, I don't mind just running in my nice little quiet neighborhood, although you you never know. You never know what you might find. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we can all just continue to find things worth laughing about as opposed to things that we have to file police reports about and, and oh, things God. of that nature. Oh, I've got into watch fungus. I'm an absolute fungi nut. Um, mm. So uh, earlier, earlier in the year, later in the year, uh, so when I'm going on running, sort of watching all the different mushrooms, toadstools, and all the fungus and lichen uh, that's all around. So I've mm-hmm. got a little app on my phone. So that's one of the reasons I stop is I'll I'll stop and sort of I, it's, um, identify this mushroom mm-hmm. thing and I go and find these fungus. That's one of my games I play with myself <laughs> while I'm out running. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's that's something that. Uh that I certainly have never gotten into, but 
It, but I guess, you know, in, in all seriousness, like that just shows the diversity of like, of A, the running community in general, but B, just like, you know, whatever, whatever you enjoy, like go, go with it, go for it. And and if running can be a, a, a part of that process, great. And, and yeah, like looking for, looking, looking for different mushrooms and things of that nature. Like you're out in the trails, you're out in the woods, you're running, like, why not? Why not? And I think it's one of those things because a number of my running friends are, are very much their time focused mm. and they're always looking for their PBs. They're looking for better splits, blah, 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 blah. And that's just never really been my, that's not really been my groove, but they're completely into sort of pushing themselves in. I must get my 10 K speed down to whatever, or I must improve it by such and such. It's just, but then that's their jam. That's their groove. That's what, gets them really happy and joyful mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I will, I will not be doing another ultra ever again and i will not also not be doing an iron man mm. no thank you just just be careful sarah be careful saying never ever won't be doing that again because <laughs> if i had if i had a dollar for every time i heard the story of i'll never do that again and then ended up doing that again i i, I could at least i i don't know if I, I don't know how many dollars i'd have but it'd be more than a few i'd have more than a few dollars in that situation so just be careful tread tread lightly my dear well i'm getting really i'm getting really stingy now because and i don't know whether it's insurance or whatever when so when i started running sort of races were sort of were not expensive things to do they were they were not uh, sort of 15 pounds 20 pounds but the the high i think this the highland marathon is i think that's it's either 40 or 60 pounds and that that's getting to be a mm-hmm. lot of money and the spartan races before lockdown they were touching 100 pounds for a 10k race and i'm just no i am not paying that money just no mm. just no yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a sizable expense. Like I said earlier, you know, oh, I'll just start, I'll start running because it's, 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 it's inexpensive. Cheap. It's cheap. And, and you don't need any equipment you don't to go need running. Any, no equipment and you can just do whatever. And then all of a sudden you start worrying about all the different things and the, the packs and the hydration vests and the shoes and the, the socks and the fancy this and the fancy that. And oh yeah, throw some race fees on top of it. And, oh. But it's fun. And, um, we, we keep doing. And then, not to forget you, because the, the the headphones you use, because you know, don't you know, and the oh, tape yeah. that you need to do mm-hmm. that, and then you've got your fancy you've got watch. your Garmin watch that you're mm-hmm. also going to need. Plus, you're going to, yeah, it's... all the things, all the things. <laughs> uh, shifting gears one one last time, I think ish before we start to to wrap up, Sarah. I, I and and I, we've kind of touched on um, some of the business stuff a little bit, but I'd love to dive a little bit deeper because, quite frankly, mm-hmm. in the in the time that we've been in, in in espresso together, and some of the posts yeah. I've seen, and things I know that you've kind of been working on from stuff that I've seen, um, yeah. I don't know exactly what you do. Uh, I'm, I'm interested <laughs> in what you do because it's always interesting things that you seem to be working on. And even looking yeah. at the website, I'll be honest, I still don't know exactly <gasps> what you do. Oh, um, then I need, that's that's good feedback. I, <laughs> one of those things I am kind of, so I've been working for myself this time. Um, I, since the start of lockdown so i'm still in that evolution phase of sort of like landing exactly mm. what it is that thing does but i do two main three four oh sorry you're an entrepreneur again. right there yeah you keep doing more and more things that's that's how it works so so my my regular gig is i i lecture down at oxford brooks university on the business and management program so so two times a year i'm teaching young people about how to do businessy type things um I have a consultancy practice, coaching consultancy practice, and I specialize in uh, neurodiverse uh, entrepreneurs and professionals. So it's either career coaching or helping people who are um, autistic on the autistic spectrum, ADHD, dyslexia, dyspraxia, dyscalculia, dysphasia, Tourette's or tics disorders or acquired neurodiversity, any of those guys helping them to set up businesses, grow businesses, or if they're in careers, to help them manage their careers. That's the kind of thing that I do and that side of thing. I also make blanket forts for adults. And, <laughs> That's awesome. And this is, anyway, go ahead. This, this is Espresso's fault. This is actually literally Espresso's fault. It's, it's actually Tager's fault completely. I blame him entirely. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so I make bed tents. So they have tents that go over beds to reduce sensory overwhelm, um, decompress, relaxation spaces. So, yeah. I make bed tents or blanket forts for adults. Um, and when I'm really excited, I'm just about to take it into Holistic Fair. And we're going to do, on the 27th of June, 
um, in Cambridgeshire, we're going to go and do, people can have gong baths and meditation in, in, in blanket forts, which is kind of exciting. So that's another thing I do. Um, but I also run the How to Entrepreneur um, community, which links to my first bit of my work or the second bit of my work, which is supporting neurodiverse entrepreneurs to set up and run and excel at running their own businesses. So that's kind of what I do. Yeah, doing doing all the things blanket blanket forts. I mean, you know, like I, like I th- sit here and think like that's that's awesome. But like really though, you know, as a kid, like there's nothing cooler than creating your own fort. And like, why why do I or why do any of us like be like, oh well, we're an adult, so we can't we can't do something silly like make a fort out of blankets and then just hang out inside of it. Like, why would that be a pro? Like, that's awesome. And, and that's literally how I have. I was chatting to one of my friends who are in lockdown, and I was having one of. So I work. I, I work at home or work alone, mm-hmm. and I was having one of those crunch times in my head where I just had enough. And I was speaking to my friend Anita, and I was, I was on the edge of my. And she said, "Do you know what you need to do? Go up to your bedroom, take a couple of blankets and a broom, and a flask, and build yourself a blanket fort with some twinkly lights. Crawl in there with your flask and a book, and just. I'm like." I'm 43 years old, Anita, <laughs> not six. <laughs> but she insisted, so I did, and I laid in my blanket for I decompressed, I could relax, and I felt so much better. And then I spent the rest of the weekend in, you know, pretty much in my blanket for and, and I was sort of, okay, I want one of these properly. I want a proper blanket for And you can't find one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in Espresso, there was a post that said, what's the daftest business idea that you've run with? And I just, as, as a sort of i want to make blanket forts for adults and And now that's that's what i do i make blanket forts for adults i give adults places to hide away from the stress and the strain of reality even if it's just for 20 minutes yeah well (laughs) and and again like i'm sitting here thinking like you know a lot of a lot of us in the the running community like that's a big part of us going for a run get away decompress whatever um and then i i know from from coaching and from just talking to runners that one thing that a lot of us myself probably included struggle with is relaxing getting some of that recovery time to to physically be able to recover so that we're able to stay healthy on our runs and just healthy in life in general and like i'm sitting here going well you know if if i had a, a fort in my office like maybe i would relax a little like you know, like, like your fort turns into your, into your foam rolling palace. And it's like, Oh, I got, I got to go into the fort and foam roll for a while because I'm not going to foam roll if I'm not in the fort, but if I'm going to be in a fort, like that would be awesome. Like my head's spinning a little bit. But it also gives you permission to do things like play and have fun mm-hmm. because as adults, we, we sort of certainly in the last year, it's all been very, very serious. Right. But as you're going into your fort, you can go and take a jigsaw puzzle in there, or you can take some knitting in there, or you can take, um toys in there like lego you can sit and do lego in blanket forts and it, it almost sort of uh, in a kind of like childhood regression thing takes away the adultiness of of living as an adult at the moment which at times you know it's just a bit sucky so yeah and also just sort of crawling into something that's warm and dark and quiet because all the sound is mm-hmm. it just just really desensitizes and just sort of yeah brings everything down a little bit yeah so much fun i love them i had so much fun doing them well and and i have to imagine from from my experience in building a business and and whatnot where like you know most of it for for me the business is is the podcast it's it's coaching runners it's it's things around around the running community which a lot of it like i mean i I certainly have the flexibility to kind of do what i want but like at the same time there's there's fair level of expectations and there's there's you know a lot of similar people in the space doing similar things and so you know i don't know i i Certainly I can, I can still make it my own, but this, I mean, you know, unless I'm missing something like you've got, you've got a completely blank canvas to do whatever you want because nobody else is doing anything similar. No, no, no. And there is one guy, there's one guy in America that's doing, um, and he's doing bed teepees. Um, uh, yeah. But apart from that, no. Uh, and there's one other person who's also doing sort of like blanket forts in a bag, but for, with my blanket forts, you get the frame, you get the, you get the, um, uh, you get the fort, you get twinkly lights, um, you get the whole sort of kit coming in. So yeah, it's yeah, and and I think that's that's one of the things that's a bit exciting, also a bit terrifying about doing it. Mm-hmm. But you know, running's calming me down. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, it all it all comes together. You calming down on the run, getting a, some work, then crawling into your fort, calming down a little bit there too. 
Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's um, yeah, so that's uh, yes, that's what I do for a living. I, I generally I help people get where they want to go or um, get them somewhere to hide. Yeah, <laughs> two <laughs> two sides of the same coin, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, but we um, we were due we were due to take them to Latitude this year, um, which is a big um, music and comedy mm. festival, and arts festival in the UK. But we, it's everything's gone on hold again. So. Mm. Again, wonderful thing about running a business is sometimes life throws you curveballs and you just have to yep. make adjustments. Adjust and, and keep on keep on keeping on, which there's there's a, a metaphor for running, there's a metaphor for life, there's a metaphor for everything in that in that whole, you know, there's always gonna be curveballs, as I've said a few times. Life is gonna life. And when it does, you just gotta you gotta adapt and, and keep it moving forward as best you can. Absolutely. Absolutely, really. So uh, as we're as we're getting to that point about of, of wrapping up today, Sarah, and I feel like we could probably keep going because there's a lot of there's at least a few things that I was kind of wanted to get into, and the conversation took a different path, which is which is fine. That's that's what I love about this, the lack of structure of the show. Um, but I'd like to wrap up with something that's that's pretty open and kind of like the the introductory question. I call it a philosophical question here at the end, just kind of something that's that's open ended. You can take it whichever way you want to go with it, and that's where we'll kind of wrap things up. But uh, curious in the in the fifteen ish years or so that you've been running from from the early days of trying to catch the bus to to now, you know, training up for another marathon and and you know whatever else the future holds as far as half marathons and hopefully no more ultras. But we'll we'll see how that shakes out down the road. Um, just curious to, to, to hear how, uh, if, and, and if so, how, uh, running has changed you over the years. How are you a different different person now than you were maybe 15, 16 years ago before you really got into into the whole running world? I, I It wasn't until really recently that I realized that I'd been running for the, as long as I had. And I think that it's changed me in knowing that I, I do have stamina to do stuff. Mm. Um, so that realization's done, come through really strongly and powerfully. Um, it's changed me in, in my understanding of my body and my physiology because I'm, I'm a little short person. I'm, I'm five foot one and, and I am built, I'm, I'm sort of fairly sort of solidly, I'm not naturally built for running, mm -hmm. but in the last 15 years, I've become much more aware of what hurts my body, how it works, how it does, how much I can push myself, how much I can't need to lay off. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's changed me. That's made me aware. Um, but I think also sort of looking back over my running is it's also given me, it's, it's changed me in actually being proud of what I've achieved mm. because when I first started running for the bus and I couldn't run hundred yards, looking at the, the I'm, I'm looking up in front of me, there's, I have my rack of medals, Mm. looking at going I've done some things and that's really yeah makes me very proud to go actually I did those things mm -hmm. yeah you should be proud you should be proud absolutely guys if you uh, enjoyed today's conversation Sarah's Sarah's a, an, an awesome lady uh, lots of stuff going on again sarahkedge.com uh, at sarahkedge on Facebook and Instagram and how to entrepreneur right mm -hmm. like euro yeah. like, like euro how to entrepreneur is the Facebook group. And again, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes as always. Dizruns.com slash nine five six. Connect, uh, learn some things, have some fun, crack some jokes. That's what it's all about. And uh Sarah, thank you for for making the time today. I, I uh um uh, like I said, as soon as I found out that you're a runner, I was like, oh and then that you've been running for a little while, like, oh, we've got some things we can talk about. Let's have some fun, make it happen. So thanks for for taking the time, making it happen. And uh, looking forward to seeing how things go for you in the fall with Loch Ness and whatever else goes on business-wise, running-wise, whatever. Uh, but thanks for the time today and nothing but the best for you going forward. You're welcome. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Sarah and myself. And as per usual, we'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway from uh, our little chit chat today? Uh, for me, it was it, it, it's kind of towards the end there, talking about building forts as adults, but just just the reminder to to play, to have fun once in a while. Um, and obviously, that's something that that you know, talking to Sarah uh, with building the forts, having adult forts, adult blanket forts, like. Obviously, that's that's one aspect of having fun. But when when we were chatting and then going back and listening to through it, listening through it again, uh, I just kept thinking about how important that is, or how how much that's something that I can work on doing 
in all areas of my life, running included, running included, having fun when we run kind of important, you know, whether it's, it's running with others, running by ourselves, mixing up our workouts, mixing up the terrains we run on, but you know, some trails, some tracks, some road, some tread, I don't know, Thessaly and nobody else thinks treadmill running is fun, but there there's that, I guess. Um, but whatever it is, just making sure that we're enjoying it, you know, having fun, signing up for races. If we want not signing up for races, if we want At the end of the day, we, we need to make sure we're having fun with the sport, but not just with the sport, with other areas of our life, whether it's puzzles, instruments, stuff with the dog, gardening, like whatever, just making sure, uh, or at least my takeaway today is to, to make a point to be more intentional about having fun in life too, too often. It's easy for me to get stuck in the rut of everything has to have a purpose. Everything has to be productive. Uh, if I'm doing something that's just straight up leisure time, that's just having fun. It kind of feels like I'm wasting, wasting time. Like there's something I could be doing, right? I could be recording an interview. I could be recording a quick tip. I could be, you know, whatever, working on, on a, the, the coaching platform, like whatever. I mean, there's so many things. My, my laundry list of things to do is, is a mile long and a mile deep. Um, and so having fun and, pri- and prioritizing fun doesn't always make it to be the priority that it should. And talking to Sarah today really reminded me that, hey, you know what? It's okay to have some fun once in a while. It's okay to have some, maybe even build a blanket for it and then do some work in there. So I'm still in this kind of fun, but kind of, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe just read a book. Maybe that's what I need. I don't know. End of the day, I need to have some more fun and, uh, and just play, just play as an adult, play once in a while, not a bad thing. And that was my reminder today, or my takeaway was my reminder that, uh, I don't do that enough and probably should make a point to do it a little bit more often. Maybe you can relate, maybe not, but one way or the other, hopefully you had a takeaway from today. Be curious to hear what it is. Let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for today where you can find, or which you can find at, at Dizruns.com slash 956. Dizruns.com slash 956. The show notes today, links, photos, the whole nine, as per usual, can be found there at disruns.com slash 956. And while you're there, if you're interested in the coaching stuff, maybe having a little little help preparing for future races, building your fitness up, getting locked and loaded, doing the, the workouts that are best for you, whatever the case might be, those are the types of things that we try to provide to, uh, or that I try to provide to the, the folks that I'm working with. Uh, you, can, you can click on that little tab on the top that says coaching, or if you just want to head over there directly, disruns.com slash coaching hopefully has all your questions answered but if not let me know uh, what is still unclear and i'll do my best to make it clear for you so that you can decide without any pressure but without any unknowns or at least with as few of unknowns as possible uh, whether or not working with me might be the right thing for you disruns.com slash coaching and with that we'll go ahead and wrap this one up thanks for listening hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did hit that little share button on your device spread it around spread the word Tell somebody else about the show. I always appreciate when you do that. And until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.